Jesus is Lord. So let's start with prayer today, everybody. Thank God that we felt him in the worship, felt his presence. God's presence is awesome, isn't it? And if you've never felt it, I pray today that you feel the presence of God. I pray today that you draw near, God draws near to each one of us. Because that's why we meet, so that we can hear about God, so we can encourage each other. I'm just going to pray. Dear Lord, we praise you and we pray that Pastor Nick would feel your touch and your love at this time, God. We thank you for him, Lord, and we thank you, Lord, that he feels your touch at this time. Holy Spirit, you're a wonderful saviour, Lord. You bring Jesus to each one of us. I pray the day, Lord, that you could speak through me the day to bring the Lord, the word of the Lord to encourage your people. Lord Jesus, John the Baptist had it right. He said, I must decrease and God must increase God. So I pray the day that people would hear from you. I thank you for an opportunity to share your word, to speak your word. And I pray today we would be encouraged that you would be lifted up, Jesus. We would see you afresh today and we would be so encouraged to shine for the light of the glorious gospel. Amen. So I was asked, I was asked in a couple of days ago if I would prepare a word or if I had a word and I saw it the Lord and the word, the title of the wee message today is the word of God is a lamp unto my feet. The word of the Lord is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Who knows that the word of God can brighten up your day? Who knows that it can bring light into that situation, can't it? It is absolutely awesome. So the first scripture I'm going to go, and the focus of my message today, I will bring a wee bit of the, you know, Jesus coming to earth, because we're coming up to Christmas, and I felt the Lord just wanted to touch on that today. Because that's where the real hope is, isn't it? In Jesus, our hope is in him. But I just wanted to look at how important the word of God is, the written word, and the word coming to us. It, the word that became flesh, Christ Jesus. So I'm going to go, if you've got your Bibles, please turn to Revelation 10. And I'm just going to read for the beginning to get a picture of this. This is going to speak about a little book. A little book that John, the apostle, ate. And I do believe I've meditated on this, that we have a book. And to an angel that... That book would be little, but this word we can eat, the word of God that makes us, makes it go right down into our hearts. I'll just share the first couple of verses. I think the book of Revolution, Revelation is absolutely amazing. John gets deep revelation about God's plan for earth. And there's some things in it that's horrific. God's judgment. God is just and he's awesome, but there's going to be some Times come on the earth. That's why today the message is grace. That he doesn't want one to perish. That every single person would know that Jesus Christ loves them. And he has a plan for them. This thing's real. We can't sugarcoat it. There's a real hell. But there's a real heaven. And Jesus doesn't want one to go there. It says, I saw another angel. I saw another angel. It's just spoke about different things that's coming, coming down from heaven, clothed with a cloud, 
and the rainbow was on his head. That's the covenant of God. Remember, God says after Noah would never destroy the earth like that again. His face was like the sun and his feet like pillars of fire. He had a little book open in his hand and he set his right foot on the sea and his left foot on the land and cried with a loud voice as when a lion roars when he cried out seven thunders uttered their voices. I just want to think about that. The book was open. The book was open. We have an open book today. You know, for John, this book, I'll read the rest of it. Then the voice, of, this is down a wee bit, I've missed a wee bit out. It says in verse 8, Then the voice which I heard from heaven spoke to me again and said, This is John, he spoke to but I do believe it's us as well. Take, go, take the little book, which is, which is upon the hand of the angel who stands in the sea and stands in the earth. So I went to the angel and I said, Give me the little book. Do we say to God, what's in your word for me today? What have you got for me today? The book is open. We can read this revelation. For years and years, they never had this book. But this was a little book that John, John read. John ate. And he said to me, take and eat it. And it will make your stomach bitter. But it will be sweet as honey in your mouth. Then I took the little book out of the angel's hand and ate it. And it was as sweet as honey in my mouth. But when I ate it, my stomach became bitter. And he said to me, you must prophesy again to many peoples and nations, tongues and kings. I just want to think about the little book for a minute. Spend a few minutes on it. This little book for John. If you've ever read this, why was it? I'm going to go to other scriptures. Who knows the, 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 the word of God is sweet? Who knows God is good and his word is good? Amen. It's sweet on the honeycomb, isn't it? It's sweet. The grace of God is so amazing. But in this instance, it was also bitter in his stomach. I wonder why was it bitter? Why was it bitter? When you read the revelation, you see why. Because God is holy. And he even says to the churches, come away for lukewarmness and all this stuff and John sees all this and he sees the judgment but he also sees the lion on the throne he also sees the lamb that was slain he also sees God's mighty grace being poured out in every single one of us and I thought about it and I thought how's it bitter because of the two different things it's sweet and it's bitter who knows when we get a word for the Lord it's absolutely amazing when he wants to bless you. But what happens when he gives you a word and you have to turn away from something that isn't your flesh doesn't want? And you think, hmm, no really want to do that, Lord. Then it becomes bitter. Or even in the ministry, we see life changed and transformed for the glory of God. A wee girl just away to rehab yesterday morning. We are believing her to, to get a full transformation. We've seen other people saved by the mighty power of God, but we're also seeing people dying that have had this chance and no took it. It's sweet and it is bitter, the word of God. But I, I pray that us as a church, we take the full counsel of God. We take the sweet and we take the bitter. 
and we take every part of God because he is able. John had a willingness to eat God's word and I encourage us to eat God's word. How, how do we do that? How do we eat the word? By meditating on it, by believing it, by praying it, by taking it and know where it went. It went right deep, deep down into his belly. And that's where God's word, word wants to reign in us. He doesn't want it just up there in each one of us. He wants it going down into our belly. So Psalm 19 as well. And this is speaking about the God again. It, speak, it says, verse 7, Psalm 19, verse 7. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. Who thanks God for your soul being converted? Is that not a joyous thing? To be saved by grace. The law of the Lord is perfect. Who knows we are no perfect? But thank God the law is there. Hallelujah. It's the law that made, that made us converted. I, I was looking at this and I thought, Jesus Christ is perfect. Converting our soul. Because the law, Jesus is the fulfillment of the law. He's not a ball a, a, to abolish the law. He came to fulfill it. He came to take away the judgment and give his grace and mercy. But if we still to live for him, we still to turn away from ungodliness and things like that. He puts the law in our hearts. It converts our souls. But the law is still perfect. It's not the law that's got the problem. It's us. <laughs> Hallelujah. It converts the soul. The testimonies of the Lord are sure. Who knows the testimonies of the Lord are sure? Sometimes life's hard, brothers and sisters, isn't it? But as God ever let, it, let us down, his testimony is sure. Making wise the simple, of that. You don't need a, to be bamber gas going or have five, see if you have, see if you got a great, God gave his brains to use, hallelujah. And this church there's some great uh, professional people, praise God for that. But it doesn't matter, it's, you don't need to be that intelligent to get this. You just come to him with simple faith and say, I need you, Jesus. I need you, and he comes into your life. It says, making wise the simple. I like that. The statutes of the Lord are right. Rejoice in the heart. God's ways are right. Rejoice in the heart. Who feels that God makes them rejoice? That's what, that's what this life should be. We should be encouraging each other and rejoicing with the word of God. The commandments of the Lord are pure, enlightening the eyes. Have you ever looked at somebody and you see their eyes shining? That's because the word of God's in them. I'm not saying folks' eyes can't shine. You can, eyes can shine with drugs sometimes and different things like that. Or if you're enjoying something, it's not always good. But if you really look at the eyes are the mirror to the soul, aren't they? You look at a person, you can see, or either that, they're shifty, but you can see it enlightens the eyes, this word. It does, it makes, it gives you happy feet. Who's ever seen happy feet? <laughs> Hallelujah. I used to preach that, that he started the revival. The church never recognizes his gifting, it was dance. Praise God, the youth would like that. <laughs> and he started the revival. The word of God is something to be happy about, isn't it, church? Hallelujah. It gives us happy feet. (laughs) 
enlightens the eyes. I know, but I, I don't know, I see if I get too involved in ministry and I don't spend time with God, it gets a bit dimmer. But see, when I'm in this and I'm just in his presence, I feel lighter. Who feels lighter when you're in his presence? His yoke is easy and his burden is light. And he enlightens the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clear, enduring forever. Who knows if the fear of the Lord's good? It's not a, a, as though he's a big bully fear. It's a wee son loving his daddy. I'll be in for you because you love me. That kind of fear, isn't it? Because I love him. Because he's died for me. I love that. I love you, Father. I want to obey you. That's the fear of the Lord that grips the soul. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. When God judges, even Ananias and Sapphira, that was a hard one. You don't hear that preached many days. But his judgments are right. Everything he does is right. In him is no darkness at all. More to be desired than gold. Back in the day when I had a different career, I used to love gold. I used to love bracelets and everything. But see now, know what I love? For God gave me a career change. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> he gave me, I love his word more than gold. I desire him more than the finest gold. Yeah, much more than fine gold, it says. And then it says, sweeter than honey and a honeycomb. I don't know about you. I don't think I used to like honey when I was wee. I love it now. Because I, I like the Bible and all that. I like the land flowing with mountain honey. I put it, put it, put it in my porridge in the morning. Well, praise the Lord. <laughs> Honey's brilliant. It's the word of God's even sweeter than the honeycomb. I put a big dollop in and mix it in. If I've got enough time, I'd make it. But it's usually a microwave one. I know that's not the right way of doing it. But maybe it's still too busy. <laughs> But it's sweeter than the, the honeycomb. I've never actually tasted the honeycomb. I'd like to do that one day. But it's sweet, isn't it? The word is good. His mercy endures forever. And then it finishes. More by them your servant is warned. It's good to be warned, is it? For a child that's going to do something that's going to hurt them. I thank God that he warns us. Because he loves us. Because he loves us, he warns us. And in keeping them, they, there is great reward. There is great reward. God showed me one time, it's like Charlie in the chocolate factory. You know, you just obey and keep obeying. And even if you mess up that wee bit, if you've got that desire to obey wee Charlie at the end of it all, because his character was good, he got the full, he got the full factory, didn't he? He got the full factory. And when we, when we obey God at every junction, I'm not saying if we mess up, there's no grace, because there is. But that's what he wants, obedience, so he can bless us as well. Okay. Psalm, Psalm 129, I'm glad you are, I bet you are glad I'm not reading the full Psalm. So it's from from 119, I'll read it, and it says, How sweet are your words to my taste. The psalmist knew how to praise God, didn't he? You want to know how to praise God, go and read the Psalms. He said, how sweet are your words to my taste? Sweeter than honey. There it's there again. There's a lot of honey going on here, isn't there? Honey to my mouth. He's expressing gratitude. Who knows it's good to express gratitude for God? Because life's tough, isn't it? Life is tough. But when we express gratitude to God, he blesses. He comes and comforts. Even when the times are hard. When the psalmist done it. When David 
I don't want to give too many things flip about, but when David went to Ziglag and he always family, always people encouraged himself in the Lord. Gratitude is powerful. Through your peace precepts, I get understanding. God wants us to have understanding. Therefore, I hate every false thing. And it says, this is the, this is the, the, the scripture I'm building this wee sermon on the day. The word of the Lord, or the word, is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Who's got a mobile phone? Thank God for the wee torches on them, eh? Do you use that? If I'm going to the toilet at night, I put the up wee torch on, I walk round and everything. I don't know what I've ever done without it. And then if you're driving at night, imagine your headlamps went off and you were trying to get home. You wouldn't get home. You need light. And in this life, his word, especially as Christians, if you don't know him, he loves you and he wants you to come to him. But as Christians, this word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. It lights up the path. And then this, this other bit, after this we're getting into the New Testament. So it's a lamp unto our feet and it's a light unto our path. It guides us, it shows us what way to go. And if you're ever in darkness or if you're stuck along the way, you go back to it and you get it in your heart and it so guides us along the way. Who thanks God that he doesn't just leave us when he saves us, that he guides us with his word? Who loves the word of God? Amen. Your testimonies are wonderful. Who knows his testimonies are wonderful? Let me, let me say this. I meditated on this. Therefore my soul keeps them. That would be keeping God's ways and everything. But I thought of the word testimonies. We use the word testimonies as I heard somebody's testimony. Usually for God, isn't it? My soul loves to keep the great things God's done because so many things can be so discouraging and for us to remind ourselves that God is still in the business of saving people that God is still in the business of delivering people that God is still in the business of healing people that God is still in the business of restoring people that God is still in the business of encouraging his people the testimonies of the Lord are awesome Therefore, my soul keeps them. I'm going to put a wee testimony in. I knew a guy. He was a servant of the Lord. He had a rehab. You know, he's helping a boy that's came close to us just now. And for years, he served the Lord. Soup kitchens, preaching the word. And he had to take some painkillers. And his back was sore because he was working with all the drug addicts. And he got worse and worse. And his back started deteriorating. He ended up in a wheelchair for five years and he still kept his faith but it was up and down all sorts of medication and I believe in healing I know he's praying in this church and I was looking at him and I, I love him and I know he's a soldier for God but recently he was reading the word and he was so discouraged he was going to throw in the towel hopefully one day we'll get him to share the word share his testimony but I'll share it and his wife had to dress him he couldn't take his kids places like fishing and all that and recently the word he got so encouraged by a service that he got closer to God and he, he, he 
had a word for God about getting out the wheelchair. You might not believe that, but he's out. He's out the wheelchair. He's out the wheelchair. He's joined our Jesus Centre recovery meeting on the Wednesday night. And do you know the way God could have done it by bringing somebody to pray healing for him? I believe that. But see his wee wife that had served him all the years and loved him and been through it with him. He used her. He got that word and he said, do you believe that God can get me out of this wheelchair? God's speaking to me. She said, I'd rather have you in the wheelchair close to God than try and get out and fall on your face and be depressed. And he went, but it's different. God's speaking to me. And she went, what do you want to do? Let's pray. And they prayed. And he went, take my hand. That's what Peter done at the beautiful gate. That's the scripture he got. And he got out of the wheelchair. And he's healed. And he's healed. He's healed. He needs to calm down because he's lifting beds and up ladders and all sorts of stuff. And he he needs to just calm down. I'm wanting to talk. I know what it's like. You need to preach your preach to yourself. But hallelujah for his testimonies, eh? Drug addicts have been set free. Folk are getting saved. He's amazing. He's alive. And his testimony is in this book. What about Lazarus? Lazarus, come forth. He can raise the dead. He died for our sins. His testimonies are absolutely sure. We can bank on them. When we've nothing, we can go. When you've no money, you go to the cash line. When you've nothing, you can go to God's bank, which is the word, and get a testimony that God is able to get us through this stuff. The entrance of your word gives light. When we get the word and read it and get it into our hearts or somebody prays with us and we get a word for a brother or sister, it brings light. And then that becomes a lamp onto our feet. It gives understanding. It gives understanding to the simple. Hallelujah. I opened my mouth and panted, for I longed for your commandments, to long for the word of God. Look upon me and be merciful to me as your customs is towards those who love your name. The name of Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. Direct my steps by your word and let not inequity have dominion over me. That's a good prayer, isn't it? I was meditating on that. Grace is amazing, but God wants to stain away for things on the good sins in that, isn't it? That's his word too, isn't it? Because you know what he says in the Lord's Prayer, was for meditating on that. Lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. So that's his word, and he's awesome. So, I'm now going to get into the New Testament. Matthew. But before that, the word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Coming up to Christmas. Jesus came as a man. And see receiving God's word. See taking it into our hearts. Mary done that. I just want to speak quickly. When the word came to Mary. What a, what a thing this must have been. That she was going to have to. She was going to bear. I, I, I think it was sweet. And it was bitter as well. She was going to carry, just like us in the spirit, God inside her. She was going to carry this wee baby child that was God with us, that was the saviour of the world. She was going to, the angel of the Lord says, you've found favour and the spirit of the Lord's going to come upon you. 
she, she could have went, that's too much, I couldn't handle that. But she went, she magnified the Lord in my spirit, does praise his name. Praise God for Mary. Eh? Sometimes the Catholic Church put her up there far too high. They do. But sometimes the Protestants just don't bother her. But she's absolute, praise God for her faithfulness, carrying the Son of God. And she carried him, and she, she received that word. And I just want to say, we can carry him also in the spirit. So I praise God for our life. So Matthew, I want to look again at the light still. So Mary received the word. And it was going to cost her, it was going to be sweet and it was going to be bitter. Do you know what it says about when, when Simeon met her? Do you know what he said? Even though she was praising God for what was about to happen, she had to go through great trials. And when we receive it, sometimes we do. And it says, a, a, soul, a, a sword will strike your soul. That's what was sweet. Imagine seeing your boy, because it was God's boy and it was Jesus, was her son, being battered and being bruised the way she did. She was there. At the cross, it was sweet. It was sweet, but it was bitter. It was sweet for all of us, wasn't it? The cross. But it was bitter because he had to suffer and die for us. So sweet, but so bitter. Thank God for the sweet and the bitter. Thank God for his blood. And Mary knew that also. So what about the wise men? It says, now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod, Herod the king, behold, wise men. Let me say this, wise men, wise women, we're all one in Christ. <laughs> Do you know, because there's no male or female that says that, you know, in the, in the spirit God sees you and he loves you. It says the wise men from the east came from the east to Jerusalem saying, where is he who is to be born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and we have come to worship him. Let me say, we have the light in the word. We have the light in the Holy Spirit. We have the light of the world. But they must have had a word for God and they followed a star in the sky. They followed for a long time and Jesus is coming back and we have to follow the word till he comes back. So it says, Herod was trying to kill the babies and everything like that. So it was sweet and it was bitter for them also. Because they made a wee mistake, I think, along the journey by going to Herod. And he wanted to kill the babies, the baby Jesus. And when you're a baby Christian, God, the devil wants to snub it out. Doesn't he want the life of God to come? When they heard the king, because he said, tell them I'll, I'll bring them to me, bring the baby so I can worship them. Sly, into it? So I could kill them. That's what he wanted to do. But thank God for God's protection. Who thanks God for God? The devil's trying to take some of us out, but God's protected us, isn't he? Who's happy that he's protected us? It says, when they heard the king, they departed. And behold, the star which they had seen. This is Matthew 2, verse, verse, eight, verse 9. When they heard the king, they departed. And behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, wait here, this, this is what we should be like when we get a word for God and we get a revelation for God. It says, when they saw the star, they rejoiced with great joy. Hallelujah. Jesus is alive. 
Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. They saw that wee baby. Just, I don't really know. They can debate all that. But he was still young. He was probably under two. But they saw this baby. And they, they just let Simeon, they say, my eyes have seen. He's the saviour of the world. Even when he was there. He is the saviour of the world. And they saw that. And they followed the light that they had, which was the star. And through the, through the persecution and things that was coming, they were wise to follow the light. And that's my word today, that we will be wise to follow this light that is in the word of God. And when they came into the house, so exceeding great joy, I love that. Because there, there is a real passion for God. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother. And it says, they fell down and worshipped him. Is that not what they do in heaven? They fall down and worship him as well. That's what they do, isn't it? Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him. Gold, frankincense and myrrh. Who knows it's good to give God something. I know we get saved and we can't do nothing about it. But we can give him our lives, can't we? We can give him our all. We can make him precious to us as well. They fell down and worshipped him. So they walked in that light to the got there. And it says, Then being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return God's protection again to danger, they departed the other way to the country. So I'm not, I've got two more scriptures to go. He's with us today. God's word is good, isn't it? God's light is good. Jesus is good. So the next one as well. Divine guidance. Divine guidance through the star which led to Jesus. Who likes divine guidance that leads to Jesus? And when you have Jesus and you have the Holy Spirit being prepared for meeting him again, who knows he's coming back? Does he promise it? He is coming back. He's coming back as a lion of Judah. He's coming back for his church. His church that he loves for us. Hallelujah for you and for I. And this word is going to keep us and going to guide us until he comes back. So we'll, we'll be waiting for him as well. So it says in Hebrews, the word of God is living and powerful. Who knows it's living and it's powerful and it's sharper than any double-edged sword. Piercing even to the division of soul and spirit joints and marrow, and as a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. I thought about this, about a sword, a double-edged sword. I've seen the word of God change lives for the better every time. I've seen violence that have changed lives, and it's horrible, you know, with knives and stuff. But I thought about the, an instrument that can, that can do good or do bad as a weapon, you know. And the thing was, a surgeon's knife does good, doesn't it? A surgeon's wife, a surgeon's knife helped my, my wee daughter beautiful, but she had to have four operations, and the surgeon's knife made her even more beautiful. The surgeon's knife can make and make you well, just as the word of God can make your soul well. And it's a discerner of the thoughts in the heart. So my last, my last scripture.
So I just recap the day. Jesus is called the light of the world. He's the bright morning star. See if you're having a bad day the day or any other day, encourage yourself in the Lord. Tell God who he is. He's a bright morning star. They followed the star to the bright morning star. That's another name for him. He can brighten up your morning when you're feeling down. When you're feeling down, you can encourage yourself and he can brighten up your morning. When somebody else is struggling, you can pray for them, encourage them, and he can encourage them because he's a bright morning star. He brings radiant light. The light of the world guides to meet Jesus, making us like Jesus. And the Spirit of the Lord keeps us and then prepares us to come again. This is my last, last scripture and I'm finished, guys. And it says, Jesus then spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Jesus is that light. And Nick said it before, and I say it today, that light is there to bring salvation, to bring truth, to redeem us, to bring us back, buy us back, to shine as an example of how to serve God, to die for us, to bring the life of God into us. But that light is in heaven. And he sends the Holy Spirit into us. And then that light, we become the light of the world. We become the light of the world. You're the light of the world. I'm the light of the world. That that light would shine in each one of us. That we would be bright for God. And let me say the last wee part before I close. I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness. He has the power to bring us out anything, but shall have the light of life. Thanks very much, everybody. I'm just going to close with a wee prayer. And if anybody would like prayer, if anybody's struggling, I would like to come closer to God. Me or the team would be willing to pray. Pray with you today. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you for your word, Lord. And I pray, Jesus, that as your word is the light and you are the light, that we would be the light, God. That we would meditate on your word, that we would encourage each other as a church, God, that people that come in here would see they have got something. There is a light shining, there is a light burning. Lord, the, the, the wise men followed the star, but we follow you, Jesus. You say if we follow you, we'll not walk in darkness but we'll have the light of life. So I pray today, if anybody's struggling today, they would get right with you and come to this beautiful salvation that you've got and people would be encouraged also. We bless you and we praise you in your beautiful name. Amen.